Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognised sim racing group, it's the Torah Radio Show. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Torah Radio Show, your weekly source for all things sim racing news, but mostly general tomfoolery. This is episode 25 of 2020, the season that seems to last forever, because the year feels like it's lasting forever. Um, it's US week, so of course... My name is Ben Williams. Unfortunately, Louis Satterley could not be here this week. So um, we're actually joined by two guests. Um, first of all, we have Tyler Jones. He's been on the show before. Um, Lazarus Racing. What is, What is your actual title for Lazarus Racing, Tyler? I'm a racing. I am the racing manager for Lazarus Esports. Also, Torres head steward and the sole owner of the Meme Cannon. If you don't know what that means, then you probably haven't had it fired at you yet. Um, also joining us this evening is Mr. Brad Sievers. Um, Brad is one of our community managers at Toro. It's the first time on the show, so if he sucks, no response, Brad? <laughs> oh, I it didn't really lead into a response there. I thought you were just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, of course, the Toro Radio Show. We do occasionally talk about some racing news, and we actually have... Quite a bit of it to talk about this week. So let's go ahead and get started talking about the various game updates that we have going on this week. Um, first of all is Race Room. Uh, Race Room has done a lot of work in the background, um, updating four of their tracks to modern standards. Uh, the four circuits they have updated is the... Hmm, lost, lost its ring. Lost its ring, thank you. Um updating it to its 2020 specs, including the new pit entry. Um, Monza now has new 3D curbs. Um, they are, yeah. It, Monza curbs are very large yes. in, in actual, on the actual track. So yeah. Um, also updated to 2020 specs is the Hockenheim ring, um, which includes adding the Porsche Experience Center, Hockenheim's modified curbs and runoffs, and, quote, moved wall closer at entry of Motodrome. Um, the last track they updated for Race Room is Zolder. Again, updated 2020 specs with the new paddock building, and they resurfaced the track where they were at it. Um, Race Room is not one game that we typically talk about that much on the show. Um, it, it's, it... I fall in this really bad habit of seeing Race Room as the cheaper alternative to iRacing, but when it had its free weekend a few, like, a month ago or so, and yeah. I gave it a shot, it's... A, Pretty solid, actually. Yeah, uh, that that's pretty much my experience with it as well, where it, it was kind of just like, oh, it's free, let me try this out. And then I got to look at, see how much they actually offer for free, and kind of how it's similar to iRacing, except it's not nearly as well-known as iRacing. And I there was some other reason that I... I think it was because iRacing has a lot more contemporary content in it compared to Race Room. Like, Race Room is the game that's famous for having the GT3 Camaro. It's, I always thought of Race Room as that game that has all the DTM cars. There's also, yeah, that, that's a big part of it. They have the DTM license. I always forget about that. So, not a lot about going on with Race Room there, but it's nice to see them updating s- tracks to new specs and things like that. Moving on to Automobilista 2. Automobilista 2 had several updates. Um, this update was previously apparently supposed to occur last week but they would end up being delayed until earlier this week um the biggest part of the news is that you now have four different versions of silverstone in the game a updated 2020 version a 2001 version a 1991 version and a 1975 version they're all included in one dlc pack they also added the Lotus 49C and Brabram BT26A cars to the their F Vintage Gen 2 series. And they also added the FV10 Gen 1 class, which would be so. That's the uh, their Vintage Formula uh, Formula One series back. This is the late 60s cars, I believe. Yeah. And then the maybe the Gen One V10 Formula cars. Yeah, I was going to see if they included a list and what that 
included, but I'm not seeing one right now. Um, uh, it'd be turn of the 2000s era stuff, so like the F2003, 2002 okay. stuff probably. Yeah. The biggest part of this update, though, is Silverstone, just because it's kind of cool having all the various iterations of that track in the game, especially considering how much it's changed over even over the last decade. Yeah, it is, it is really nice. Yeah, there's also a whole slew of other updates that included, like, adding a new track limit penalty system, um, which apparently includes no more slowdown penalties, um, except for ones where you're supposed to, like, give back positions if you went off track to pass someone or something like that. Um, drivers apparently also now have a customizable number of track limit violations before they're being awarded a drive through penalty. Which is pretty cool, if you ask me. I think more games should have something like that. Because I know, like, for Torah events, the standard is that once you've done three consecutive cuts at a certain quarter, then you start getting penalties for that. So, having that kind of functionality, I think it's pretty cool. Um, things they also changed were decreasing the distance in which a track limit violation invalidates the next lap. And track limit rules made standard for all racing sessions, whether single-player or multiplayer, for better consistency. When I read that one, I'm, I was slightly confused because I think that, you know, that would be, like, a standardized thing where track limits are the same across all racing. <laughs> Any opinions, gentlemen? I was going to let Tyler give his if he wanted to. But Tyler appears to be... Oh yes, the whole mic trick. Oh, I love that. We start uh, start off on something, and ah. anyways, I'm back, gents. Okay. Um, <laughs> Automobilista two. No, I, no, I I heard your question. We're all good. Um, I would really like to see that in more uh, titles. Just, I mean, it's not even so much a a novel idea as just as much as you know, from a race control perspective, you know. Um, being able to set, you know, depending on the series, you know, if it was something like a touring cars or or something that nature was a little bit of contact, a little bit of, you know, a little, you know, Tom Foolery going on the race, so you can set the limits up lower. And then, you know, if you want something super serious, you could, you know, set it how you want. That customizability with race settings um, would be really great to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely something that I would like to see implemented in something like. Forces race regulations or i racing's system in general. Well, granted, i <laughs> racing's track limits are interesting. Draconian. That's a better word. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, I can run the whole way over here. <laughs> at least in my. It's opinion. weird. I've been doing a uh, Arca at Watkins Glen for the past few days mm-hmm. since it's road course week. So you've been just and, uh, sending it into turn one. Yeah, there there are apparently no track limits on the outside edge of turn one. This is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. It's just well, the track limits are made up. <laughs> it feels like in turn one. Well, it is Arca. Yeah, that's fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, Amogus Two is definitely shaping up to be a pretty cool title, I think. And as we said a couple weeks ago, if you want the actual Project Cars Three, check out Automobile Lista. Honestly, you can just it's the same you can shorten it to AMS. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. I notice every time you pronounce it, it's a little different. Brad, <laughs> that's me. I'm sorry, I couldn't. Just to help make myself. sure you're paying attention. So yeah, AMS too. Wait, I mean, I wait only... until we talk about ACC. Oh no. We actually aren't talking about ACC tonight. Anyway, um, we'll find a way. Yeah, moving on to Project Cars Three. This is the part of the show where we make fun of it for several minutes. Um, apparently. Um, they quote-unquote announced that they are considering post-launch DLC for Cars and Tracks, of course, but apparently all of the track DLC is going to be free for everyone, which is different from what Slightly Mad typically does with track DLCs. Um, they usually do pretty, like, whenever there's track DLCs that I can think of, they're usually expansive packs with, like, three or four cars added to them, like um, with Project Cars 2, with Lama and Jello, where Lama, you got um, a couple different versions of Lama and a bunch of cars that I can't remember. And then for Mugello, you got a bunch of Ferraris, things like that. So um, this is, of course, adding on to their over 200 cars and 49 circuits with 
122 layouts that they announced last week. Um, which, again, that list of that game is kind of missing things like Spa, Nurburgring, and EG3 card from the last two years. So whether or not we get that part, that kind of stuff in DLC, we'll see. But because it is Project Cars 3, when they have a Pit Stop DLC, then I will pay attention. The issue I feel is that Project Cars 3 is, isn't going to be what... If you liked P-Cars 2, I get the feeling, it, like you said, the game you're expected to go to is AMS 2. P-Cars 3 feels like a sort of soft relaunch of the series to pick up the crowd, and that's why they didn't update the GT cars yeah. for the new the new GT cars, because they put in some of the newer road cars, because they're trying to get uh, some of the more, uh, the widespread crowd, people who may not know that, a lot about racing, but they, they see the sports cars and stuff around. Yeah. What Project Cars 3 has become, it's basically trying to that aim for that middle-of-the-road market where Forza and Gran Turismo exists. The problem is that Project Cars' fan base is a very sim-focused fan base. They already had a following of very dedicated fans that knew what they were getting. It was a sim. It's community-assisted racing simulation. Project Cars. But they're completely ignoring that part of the community in favor of opening up to a mass market. I'd have to see if that pays. I'm I'm not confident in the game. I've heard I'm not decent things really. about about what people have had it like playing it, mm-hmm. but like the way the cars handle and stuff, it's not you know it, it's dumbed down from P cars too, but it's not like crazy dumbed down from it. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, if, I'm. There, there's only so much you can do when you take away the strategy of the racing. It, exactly. I really. I just. Go I, ahead. I don't understand the release. angle. Release. <laughs> no, I. I can't really release on this because. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is to to get to this point, right? Like, if you're here from the beginning on the whole project car story, you know, pro, you know, everyone getting involved to chip in their own efforts you know to to build this sim for everybody like this is you know super hardcore focus the first game it was going to be the you know greatest sim that had ever existed and lo and behold the retail copy complete mess yeah you know it just it never functioned up to anyone's expectations that had you know been following development for you know the the multiple years that it you know They've been working on it, you know. They had all these, you know, um, you know, all these you know, beta builds, mm-hmm. and they getting to this point, and things were this, and you had this and that, and I don't know. Just the retail release was was really really poor. Um, it, it wasn't so bad on, you know, PC was all right, yeah. you know, with um, you know, depending on what you had for equipment, but you know, on the consoles, it was just a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Project Cars Two. It's supposed to be the esports leader. It's going to be the best thing in the world, you know. For for you know so, you know for what we do, you know, tour, you know, organizing, you know, organizing our own events, mm-hmm. um, running championships, running race series, so on and so forth. You know, there's more help from the community, but not not nearly as much. Game releases and the world's number one esport took an entire year to run their one and only proper world championship. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, 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 I mean, there was a few an interesting take. Well, no, I mean, it's, you know, it had one, it had one championship, which the prize pool income was one tenth of the size, the one going for Forza. Um, it was a land you had to pay to actually go to because they wouldn't carry your travel. So there's that. Um, it had a couple of smaller tournaments, you know, that ran online, and then they did, I think, two years in a row where people went to Austria. You know, it it never became the esport killer mm-hmm. that everyone anticipated it being. Not to mention so, that esport side that you're talking about only existed on the PC. There was nothing really ever done for the console versions, as far as I'm aware. No, there wasn't, and that was because the console release was even worse. It was garbage. Yeah. So I think you know what twelve cars in the lobby before it would pretty much self destruct something like that. Yeah, it was like it was like Forza. It was like days of Forza three. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't do anything with that. You know the stability of uh, online servers was miserable. 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, making anything, any sort of race series on the consoles, there's just even less support. So to see them go in that, I guess what my point is with those two games, they didn't work, you know. Mm -hmm. And now that they have an assist from, obviously, their partner Codemasters, it kind of behooves them to take what, you know, some of the lessons they had from Grid, combine it with a slightly more, you know, sim uh, driving style but you end up just with a like not, not even half made game it's like you got all the you got some of the ingredients together but you're missing some things mm-hmm. and, like, eh, eh. And we, <laughs> so here you go and we all remember how grid stormed the scene last year oh yeah so, yeah personally i was so disappointed <laughs> in grid just because didn't it launch without online lobbies it did was that the one okay i was, I was gonna say i'm pretty sure that's what happened yeah and also, it was like the career mode was really repetitive. Um, the handling, the handling model was okay. It was it's, it's grid, yeah. Well, the original grid was known for its handling model, but the they they, they went the grid two route, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it wasn't nearly as bad as grid two, where you would go faster by drifting, but it was kind of up there. It was just various things that kind of involve grid 2020 not really taking off primarily in my opinion being the fact that they made a endurance game mode only accessible on the google stadia which it's been a year and it still does not make any sense to me why they would do that that's a big question mark chief yeah i mean 40 cars multi-class in a lobby at once most games would kill for that but no, can only do it on the Stadia. I don't even know what that is. The Stadia, it's uh, it's Google's home streaming console, mm-hmm. game stream where you don't download any games, you stream them all. So it's it's not great. Nope. Nobody's nobody's said it's great. It's a cool idea. Like, Infrastructure's not there for it. Yeah. It's pretty much. Just, I think like, didn't they recently? Saying like all online play for Stadia is now free, and it didn't include, it didn't like um, increase the numbers or anything. I think they're still under like a million units sold as well, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, um, <laughs> huh. so of course, Project Cars Three comes out at the end of the month on the twenty eighth. Um, the four of us who are mainly on the show have pretty much decided that none of us are going to get it, um, but if so Matt wants to send us a free review copy. Well, God, we accept it. Eh. But and you have absolutely zero chance of that. Exactly. That's why I don't even know if I'd take a free copy. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from slightly disappointing game to a little bit of a better game. F1 2020. Jeez, oh, what a segue. I know, right? Reaping. <laughs> um, F1 2020 has a new DLC that just released this week. This is the Keep Fighting Foundation DLC um, with all the proceeds from this DLC going directly towards Michael Schumacher charity organization. It's nothing really fancy. It added various deliveries, emotes, and apparel that you can purchase in-game. It also tied into the update 1.07 which addressed a crash when accessing mail resulting from changes within leagues um, addressed a crash that could be seen while spectating a multiplayer race. Glove textures have been improved under certain conditions on track where they previously appeared lower resolution. And my personal favorite, brake boards have now present at turn 12 at Interlagos. Considering what turn that is, you would think that they would have those there. That just feels like a Cody's thing. Yeah, there, there's a lot, a whole lot of just Cody things all over this game, but have they fixed the game randomly crashing whenever you finish a, a campaign race and then has makes you redo the race? I think that was probably one of the previous updates. Because I haven't played it in like two updates for that reason. Yeah, <laughs> I got real mad after after doing because I've done like I think fifty percent length races. I spent like two hours going through everything, doing all the practice sessions and everything for the game to crash and had to restart the whole weekend. And I was like, oh, how this did is... you have time for that? I was bored. 
I guess. <laughs> Listen, if I get good sleep for work, I've done something wrong. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> still. All the wonders <laughs> of working from home. My work desk is, I can almost touch it. Yep. <laughs> I am working from home this week, so I'm literally at my work desk right now. I uh, cannot and do not work from home. Yeah. So. Unfortunate. Yeah. No, no, I could never, I couldn't work from from home. I would be, you know, sat, you know, in a, you know, sleepwear and just be like, ah, I ain't gotta do this, you know. I I gotta be at work to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. I will say it definitely helps. Yeah, being at work to work, but this isn't too bad either. I've gotten used to it after five months. Yeah, but it's counting. <laughs> yeah, my office is doing a fifty-fifty. Half of us are in, half is work from home, switching in and out. That just sounds more annoying. It, it kind of is. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go to the Toro Radio Show where we do occasionally talk about some racing news. Um, the Keep Fighting Foundation DLC is available in-game for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and the, like, six Google Stadia players. Um, next up. So, before I announce what we're talking about next, have either of you two heard of Motorsport Games before? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. What do they do? Nothing good. I wouldn't say fast, not that's not very nice. What makes what you say the... that, Brad? Track history? <laughs> track record? They, have, they don't have the best track record. Mm-hmm. At least from my memory. Tower, your opinion? Uh, I don't really have one on this. Mm-hmm. I'll be neutral. Okay. Did you know that Motorsport Games actually makes Motorsport Games as well? I mean... The, the, I mean the... Yeah. The title of this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show, um, but it was announced that the Motorsport Games will be taking on developing a new BTCC game, which is expected to launch in 2022, which was odd considering that the only title they had to their credit at that time was NASCAR Heat. Yeah, and... Uh, of course, they also yes. were known for like running the virtual Glamma this year. They've done all the types of other esports events, but they weren't necessarily known as a developer of motorsport games. Yeah, and the uh, the official virtual Lama this year was... Uh, it, it happened. But there were some, The people participating had some choice words to say about the way it was ran. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, there was also a certain <laughs> press release that was released, but... Let's not talk about that right now. Um, one of the things that we were concerned with um, whenever they announced that they'd be making the BTCC game was that was this going to be another like another heat title where it's very fan mass market focused and they just kind of this the physics are good enough that kind of thing. Well, Stephen Hood, which is I can't remember his title per se right now. I think he's the um Oh, what is it? He's the president of Motorsport yeah, Games. That's what it is. Um president of Motorsport Games. He actually sat down with the guys over at GT Planet and they had a a lot of information to actually come up out of the interview they did with them. It was like a twenty four minute video just talking about the BTCC game. Um there was a lot that they discussed in the video. Um firstly with Hood's background um, Hood has a lot of actual motorsport games experience, um, having worked on several motorsport games in the past, like the Sony F1 games and the like the very beginning of the Codemaster F1 games. Um, and apparently, while he was working at Codemasters, he, and this is pretty much verbatim, could not escape people asking him when they were going to make another BTCC game. And he decided at one point he had to do this. So, yeah. Um, he shared a lot of information in the video. Um, one of the more interesting bits that I found was that he talked about how the 
British Story Car Championship as an organization apparently did not want to be a bit player in someone else's video game. Um, so something like a Forza Motorsport, a um, a set of Corsa and iRacing, or dare I say it, a Project Cars game. Um, they want to be their own thing where they're basically the main focus of the game, which I mean is fair, but whenever you're talking about video games that are focused on one series, you basically get two different ends of the spectrum. One, the NASCAR Heat games, the mass market game meant for fans, where you also have, on the other end of the spectrum, ACC, which is SRO's game, which is extremely sim-focused and has a lot of sim features. Whether or not that BTCC wanted to be their own game is a good thing or not, we won't know for another two years. Hood did say, though, that the game is already partially in development. Um, they wanted to really get a jumps and make sure they get all the licenses they want in place, make sure that Motorsport Games' name gets out there, mainly because, again, they're not really known for developing games as such. And they wanted to have an eSports series in 2021, which I thought was a bit weird, considering the game was going to launch until 2022. Um... Apparently, Motorsport Games also has studios across the world already developing on, on the game, um, with team members that have worked on the game, such as Forza Horizon, Dirt, F1. Toad did briefly touch on the physics of what the BTCC game is going to be, where he talked about how the physics are going to be somewhere in the middle. So, kind of like, again, like Forza Motorsports or Gran Turismo, where they're user-friendly, but you can also keep the interest of a sim racer. Um, apparently, the technology behind their game, which I was glad to hear they are not using the same engine as the Heat games, um, is capable of delivering what um, ACC is delivering in the terms of simulation and graphics and whatnot. Um, they just found that it's easier to start from that and then tune it down for um, all your casual audiences than try to take something that's relatively simple physics model and try to make it more interesting for sim players. They also talked about in this interview how the game has the possibility of having scanned tracks. Apparently they're working on that for some other project that Motorsport Games is working on. Um, they also talked about how it will include an end of career mode, including a my team type of deal, like we've seen with the F1 2020 game. Um, apparently they're going to have flat classic BTCC content, the roll-off commentators are going to show up, and apparently they're also going to include some of the BTCC support series. Um, there's nothing really confirmed at this point, though. As Hood said, that they're going to be focusing on the core aspects of the game, mainly being the BTCC series. We got a lot of information, but we really didn't at the same time. There's more information to come. Of course, they just wanted to show off what they will be doing, what they are doing, because, again... They're not really known for motorsport de game development. Um, what are you guys' thoughts about that? Because I'm tired of hearing my own voice. Um, I mean, if they can make a, a, a title that uses the Assetto Corsa model, because I think, like, right now, in terms of, um, you know, um, racing titles or sim titles um, that focus in GT cars, mm -hmm. like, Assetto is kind of the standard right now. Even, yeah. even a little bit more so than iRacing to an extent. Yeah, if they could take that and apply it to the model and make it a little bit a little bit user friendly to get in, you know, touring cars. Because you know, if you think of it this way, right? Touring cars, you know, you graduate up to GT cars, graduate up to prototypes, and so on. So it could be used. You know, touring cars are kind of a, a stepping stone, mm -hmm. and use that to create you know with all these different support series i mean this is this can be very much like a grassroots style title yeah so i think it's gonna be really great i mean people have been really really wanting you know a proper you know touring car style game you know like race room has the uh the the world touring cars and then you know and they have their own you know championship that's updated every year you know the cars and and, and uh, the tracks that they use yeah and that's like one example of a race room. Maybe we talked about it earlier. Is a little bit, it's, it's a little bit more niche than Assetto, I would say. Mm -hmm. 
So not by much. It's just it's much more expensive know, it, than a Seto right now. Yeah, that that as well. Yeah. So having something that can kind of fit that gap, I mean, I think would be very popular, especially if they you know develop it with uh, esports in mind. Yeah, which you get the feeling when they talk when Hood was talking about it that it was very esports focused, just because that's kind of what their company is known for. Um, something I did find interesting was that they say that they have studios across the world working on the game, um, but he w- Hood was very quick to note that they aren't. M- making their own engine. They are going to use another engine for this. But he didn't say what it was. So I don't know if they'll end up using the Unreal Engine. Um, I don't know if they'll end up using... Oh, what's the Slightly Mads engine called? I don't remember. I don't remember either. The Madness Engine. I think it's Madness Engine. Anyway. Um, yeah, no idea. It doesn't matter. The game still stinks. Yeah. <laughs> So my thing for this is ex- expectations are very low, considering who it's coming from, the track history. What he said in the interview actually kind of scared me a little bit, where they said they're trying to focus on the eSport side of it and doing all that. Uh, the racing games that have done that recently, that have said they're focusing on the eSport side of it first, have all been basically pretty doo-doo. You think about it, we talked about it earlier about Project Cars 2, how they do, how they were going on that, and then basically didn't have a scene mm-hmm. uh for forza motorsport 7 pumped itself up saying they were going to go for that and esports ready and we saw how they ran the frc into the ground mm-hmm. and how it this game is huh, coming up on two years old now and we still have two to... it's three is gonna be oh, three, three? It's, yeah it's three 2017 it's been a long three years um it's almost but, three years old now, and we still have to restart races because of a game error. But so that that worries me. Like hearing hearing stuff like that, generally, just as as a, as a driver, that kind of worries me a little bit. So expectations are very low. Good news about them saying they're trying to go for the the more simcade side of it. Yeah, trying to. I was ba- trying, trying to, to not use that, that word. I uh, just call it what it is. Yeah. They're aiming for the simcade side. We also of it. use that word uh, a lot in this show. There's not too many games that want to go the arcade style anymore. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do are stuff like, you know, I know Need for Speed says they, that's what they go for. They aim for that more arcade style. Grid went that way. Trying to go for that more arcade style. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to be super easy to pick up. Simcade feels like it's really slid in recently because people see, like, what happens in iRacing and Assetto. And they want to try, and R-Factor, and they want to try that. But the barrier to entry to that is, you know... If you've played any of those games on a controller, Assetto Corsa is the one that's playable, but it is not great. No, it is not. Can confirm. Uh, and the other two are basically unplayable, just because how twitchy it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, it makes sense trying to go for that more Simcade style, especially if you're a focused title, which is one of the thing- reasons why I've, I've never harped too hard on the Heat series or the F1 series about their, their physics. I do think the Heat series is too arcadey. Because I feel like somehow the old EA games are better Sims than it. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't harp on them too hard because they are going for that mass market thing. Um, so them doing that, and I think it fits BTCC or Touring Cars as a series pretty well. Because they are cars that you don't have to have as much finesse with. Like a GT car would. Uh, a Touring Car, you know, you think of the racing, they're generally more bump and shove, kind of. There's mm-hmm. lower speed, stuff like that. Yeah. So I do. I do hope for a high quality front wheel like i love touring cars i am one of the biggest touring car fans in my friend group mm-hmm. so i am i'm excited for this because well, like i said I'm keeping expectations very mild because of who's making it but i like the idea of give me another tour give me a touring car game a game where i can get on and and focus on stuff like that would i prefer it be included in, in a proven sim just because the reliability factor of knowing knowing things work there, yes. But I'm if 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 this works out fine, I, it's the same thing with like ACC. ACC is super laser focused, but they did it so well, I don't care. So it's like as long as they do it right with the BTCC, where it's it is going to be super laser focused. But if they do a good job of it, who cares? Yeah. However, I'm still slightly concerned 
but I know it. The title's two years away, so yeah, they. I do having full support of the BTCC for it is obviously the biggest reason that the, basically the only reason they're able to do this much with it. Probably, yeah. uh, if they get the the classic content in there, that'd be really cool. But the bare minimum to expect would be full entry list of what is currently racing plus the full track list. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that these focus games do that always generally bites them is if they don't have a, an expansion path where they, they come into this and the NASCAR games get away with it because they have nearly 40 races a year. So they have 30 plus tracks you can go to. Uh, the F1 games get away with it because generally they're, Single players are so like super, super focused, and you know, even though not all the cars are pretty similar, yeah. like the NASCAR series is, they they have like twenty tracks still. Um, if I remember right, I think the BTCC goes to like nine tracks. Um, let's see here. Looking at the twenty nineteen calendar: Brands Hatch, Donington, Thruxton, Croft, Alton Park, Sutterton, Thruxton, Knock Hill, Silverstone, Brands Hatch. It's like yeah, it's like eight or nine tracks. Yeah, and so that. Technically, <laughs> technically, it's two different layouts of the same track. Is one of them. That's the only thing that worries me. Is like these is there's no like they said there's no like real expansion path unless they bring in other series. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of hurts them. Now, if they do the classic content and they bring back some of the classic circuits, they remake them. Uh, those don't have to be super perfect because they are being remade old like tracks that might not even exist anymore. That would be pretty cool, mm-hmm. but. And that'd be the only real way I could see them. Yeah, it's ba- it's gonna be one of those one of those games where what you release with is basically what you have. Yeah. Um. So, BTCC game coming up in the next two years. Um. I'm interested to hear what everyone else is thinking about this. Um. Tweeted us the real underscore Torah hashtag Torah Radio Show. Um. Are you sharing our concerns about whether or not this game is actually going to be decent? Um. Do you think that we're harsh? We're judging it too harshly at this point, or do you think that it's just going to be the best game ever and it's going to replace iRacing as the best sim game in the world? Which isn't likely, but you know. Um, moving on. <laughs> so we've been talking more or less um, as we're coming up to the end of the year with new consoles launching, and the Xbox Series X now has an official launch window of November. Um, that was what I was expecting. Yeah, that that was what I expected, but that is, you know, three months away. And we don't know how much it costs yet. And no Halo. And no Halo. It's looking like there's going to be a very small list of games at launch, including Dirt 5, which we've talked about a lot in the show, and a remastered version of Forza Horizon 4. A lot of... So it's not a new game; it's just an upgraded version. I mean, there's a number of titles that are going to do that. But... Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of like titles that released this year have plans to come out with a, a Series X patch. Yeah, like they did with the One X when it when it launched. Yeah, a lot of games got the One X patch. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the concerns that I've been seeing about that is that is it going to be another Xbox One launch where the game didn't have or the console, excuse me, didn't have very many exclusive titles where it was more focused on its hardware than its actual games, and it kind of suffered as a result. I think this the Series X is kind of shaping up to be like that. Um, I mean, for me personally, I don't see a point in getting a Series X right away just because I have a PC now. And um, we know that the next Forza Motorsports not coming out for another one to two years. Um, and frankly, having that much of a gap between motorsport games is going to affect the community. And it's going to affect like sites like us here at Tora. Just because, again, this is three years with this game. Keeping it fresh at this point is becoming quite difficult. We switch up what endurance events we do throughout the year. Uh, we switch up what series we run throughout the year. But kind of at this point, everything that's worth doing as a series on Forza it's kind of already been done at this point. Um, what do you guys think? I have been probably one of the biggest Series X defenders. Mm-hmm. because I really like 
the philosophy Microsoft went with for it, I don't think it'll be a repeat of the, uh, the Xbox One. There's a couple big reasons why I think that. Uh, the biggest one being is it's not a complete uh, architecture shift like it was from the 360 to the One. Uh, the Series X gets a gets a lot of jokes about it because it's kind of true. Is it's basically a way better hardware Xbox One. Yeah. And that is what I th- I think it's a good thing. They're going the closer to the PC route where uh, it, it feels like where they're gonna build off the architecture they have, which is a Windows 10 based operating system that runs on a console mm-hmm. that's built for gaming. Uh, as 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 bad as bad as the home home screen and stuff is, you can make all the jokes you want about their UI design. Uh, the actual Xbox like OS that on the console runs really well, and it lends itself really well to porting from uh, PC really easily actually because they're so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why when you go forward. All the games that you can play right now, you can play immediately on that. So you know, it's not like the, when you have the, uh, the two different versions for the 360 and the one for like I remember Horizon Two was like that for Forza, uh, where oh yeah, you know, one one was massively different than the other. The one was uh, using you... the original Horizon engine, and the other one had a new engine that the they used for Forza that... Five or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, so there won't be that gap. So lacking some uh, titles at launch for the Xbox isn't as big of a deal. For the PlayStation 5, from what I understand, is they're, they're having that bit of an architecture shift where not all the games are going to be playable on one from the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bigger titles are. But the PS5 also, in traditional Sony fashion, has the exclusive titles that they've timed for this release. Xbox, at the end of the over the past couple of years, have really been going to developers, and you've seen it in their shows, and they've just been basically writing blank checks for developers to make games for specifically for Which, them. Which, you know, it's a strategy. It's it's apparently a viable strategy. Um, there's a lot of cool games that I'm excited for that are, that are coming out. I don't think you have to buy a Series X right now. If you're rocking the OG Day 1 Xbox One, I think it's a viable upgrade. If you, to, to go ahead and buy the day one Series X as well. If you if you have a One S or One X, you can wait wait for the wait for more games to support the Series X with their uh, content upgrade updates for the better graphics or better frame rate or whatever. Yeah, they're doing so they run better. Um, I think that's going to be the saving grace of the Series X, where it's it's not it's already got the base of games that you can play on it. So lacking some exclusives at launch will hurt launch day sales, but it shouldn't hurt the Series X overall because it's just going to build as it goes. Mm-hmm. I've been a big defender of that, and I'm not even going to buy one. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> looking yeah, at the two. You, you and I are in the same it. boat where we have decent PCs. So like, I don't remember the last time I turned my Project Scorpio Edition Xbox One X on. Yeah, I'm just a big tech nerd. So I, oh, yeah. I love, I, I love like looking into like all that stuff and seeing all that. So mm-hmm. I, I've been a big defender of the Xbox for that reason. Yeah, Tower. I mean that's yeah. As I say, I mean I'm not a, uh, I'm not someone that would uh, be interested in the Series X unless. Uh, yeah, I mean if I was at like like you said like if you're you have an Xbox One like like I have you know like a like a standard one I never got a you know Xbox One X or or whatever. Because uh, I just went to PC, you know, for someone that's going to make that jump, like, yeah, I mean, you're going to get a significantly better um, console that you can use to play all of your favorite games on, and it's not like a PC where you've got to worry about configuration, things like that. So, especially with the uh, the power that it is going to have, you know, it is going to be like, basically, a, like a two-year-old decent PC, so, um, depending on its price, um, you know, that's going to kind of make or break things, I think, at least at first. Um, you know the the loss of Halo at launch is definitely a uh, it's definitely a stinger because you know that's you know that that has been their flagship because because of the franchise you know we saw the trailer um, you know it was a trailer you know it was a gameplay um, trailer mm-hmm. I should say you know there's so much riding on that 
uh, so to have that delayed, but to keep the console uh, still coming, you know, this fall, this you know, this holiday season, especially with you know, with uh, COVID nineteen and you know the the lasting effects of the pandemic. You know, think of Seattle. You know, think of that area where Microsoft is based. You know, it's um, it's a lot. You know, it's it's a lot to to contend with. So they still uh, have stuff like Cyberpunk. Yeah, no, I mean that'll be important. You know, but I'm just saying from like as a person that you know because I. You know, if I didn't have my PC, like, yeah, I'd be probably looking at that. And, you know, some a lot of people are going to go, oh, when's Halo coming out? Oh, that's when I'll get it. You know? Exactly. Yep. Yep. So it's, I, it's it's really unfortunate. Yeah. I also, I don't hate the delay on Halo. I have been the biggest, I have been a big proponent for delaying games. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen too many games released in the past three or four years that are just garbage at launch. It especially it, it's, the sim racing world has seen it too. Oh yeah, grid, <laughs> grid. We not the Forza uh, game, which we do not speak about. <laughs> Forza Seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, been... No, that no, that's Forza Five. We can't speak about. Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah. 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 There's 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 been there's, there's fair our fair of games that feel too rushed and release early. So I'm I'm a big proponent of if. If you have to, just delay it. I'll wait if the game is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I fully appreciate that they're doing that for Halo and for Forza, where they're not trying to rush it, but it is going to have a lasting effect on their community. Like, I've, we've already started seeing it. Forza's kind of dying at this point, because everyone's... Kind of? Yeah. Let me finish. Everyone's seen <laughs> that this game's not going to come out until at least 2021. So game that's being three years old now that still has some bugs in it, it's kind of not holding people's attention as much as it used to. Yeah, I mean, they, uh... The Forza, the, the whole Forza, the deal with Forza just, uh... That's really, uh... It really upsets me. You know, as someone who's kind of, you know been here from you know the mostly early days to see a title that went you know every two years bang on you know with decent improvements some better than others you know some great years some bad years um to come in here they're already a year behind and then they say yeah well in about two years (sighs) they've killed the community one thing it's you know the, the the thing that keeps it going right now, the thing that keeps it going right now is like people at Torah, people different you know you know doing the Enduros, doing the, the regular series, you know that racing components there because ninety nine point nine percent of people that got this game at launch, you know or you know when it came out you know playing the career mode like they don't play it now they don't go back to you know that mainstream crowd is well gone, so. At this point, you know, Forza is almost on that path to be kind of like a a Gran Turismo. So one one of those games out comes out is a huge deal, you know. Mm-hmm. I just didn't ever want to see it get to that point because it's pretty much put a stop to anything esports related on it. Anything, you know, we'd made all this progress. You know, Forza RC has been. I mean, even compared to, I mean, to to any esport and any racing title in the last five years or so it's 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 right up there you know um any momentum that have been built is completely gone yeah the only thing that i think is like the saving grace for me to have some faith in it still is what gran turismo did with gt sport after the after the bomb that was gt6 and everybody hating it they did this basically the same thing. They took extra time, took multiple years, and they rebuilt with and came back with GT Sport. That the proving that that worked is the only thing that has me have any faith for Forza mm-hmm. is the fact that I, especially if the, 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 now that they've released the fact that the game isn't going to be called Forza Motorsport Eight, it really feels like they're trying to rebuild the series. Well, I think they need to. I, uh, you yeah. know, we went from. Anytime you start a negative direction with consecutive games is, is, you know, you have to look in the mirror and say, okay, now what do we need to do? You know, there was an upward track for, you know, well, it depends on who you ask, really, in terms of 
you know, which games were better. You know, you had Forza 1, which was, you know, one of the top. Forza 2, you know, was the first, you know, competitive game. I mean, you had, you had a CGS back in the, you know, mid-2000s of people winning thousands of dollars on that, you know. Um, you know, come to three wasn't so great. Four, you know, was uh, some considered the best in the series, and then five, and you know, basically the odd years, you know, three, five, and seven, they've just been disappointments. So I think at this point, the every two year um, release, I think, has finally worn on them. And uh, I, I think if they came, if they came out with a fours of whatever like this. This fall, I'm not sure it would have been the product that we know it can be. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, <clears throat> it just sucks. It's just disappointing from from personal personal perspective. You know, with Forza RC, like, you know, with having consecutive um, events from twenty end of 2016, uh, 2017, all the way through the year, 2018, all the way through the year, and then all of a sudden things broke down and. We only had one event, you know, in uh, or one series, you know, that ran, you know, it was like eight months later. Mm-hmm. You know, the momentum was already slowing down and the series, I mean, well, I mean, people, you know, did very well with it, but I think could have been so much more. Anyone that watched a broadcast could agree. You know, you had great talent, but I think, you know, the um, at the end of the day, you can't force a seven as eSport titles a turd. We knew it. We all know it. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, it had, it had you know, had really old, you know, like replay systems and camera angles that, you know, people have been just disappointed with for years. I think, you know, it finally, it's age finally caught up with, you know? Yeah. So uh, while I do, it is disappointing from a momentum perspective with, with esports, I think for the, the, um, for the sake of the title and its success in the future, I think a complete reboot is basically what they need, you know, when, you know, without saying more than I, <laughs> more than I'm allowed to, I would say, you know, having discussions with um, certain people in the know, um, a lot of the things that the um, sim racing, or I shouldn't say sim racing, but um, the Forza community, the, those that, you know, that do major events like we do mm-hmm. in Forza RC, like a lot of the problems that we've had for the longest amount of time are finally being addressed. So if that's what it takes to fix their franchise and make something extremely popular, you know, a few a couple years down the road, great. I yeah. hope it has esports. Yeah, because at the end of the day, ultimately, I can't think of another game that has the wide expanse of cards that Forza has. Not to no, bring up I mean, the SUVs. Um, and the, the, the original Gran Turismo series. You know this. You know I'm not sure what they'll do with um, with uh, with Gran Turismo Seven. Um, you know, returning to more of a game where you have all of these different cars. Obviously, GT Sport released, and there was rather few titles, rather few cars, mm-hmm. but they did free DLC all the way through. Yeah, and added now there's there's a significant amount of car. You know, a significant amount of uh, tracks and cars and esports features and all of this like they they really did well to you know to fill that out so yeah i mean the only even relative equivalent um to force of motorsport is well, i mean horizon and then um yeah. and then uh you know i propose a gran turismo game you know um don't know when the next you know horizon is around the bend i mean mm-hmm. i think you know they're still developing that game so I'm pretty sure uh, that is scheduled for the year after the next Motorsport title still. Um, mm. But that, okay, might, so that might get delayed to to manage the gap better. Yeah, mm. that That's just what I've heard on my end well, about that. Playground also just has been working on Fable as well. They're, that's not too fair. Playground is like 300 employees. They're a giant studio. Yeah, it's Fair point. It also doesn't seem like... like they're slowing down working on Horizon Four anytime soon. No, it's they've been, been super successful. Yeah. I think that's um, in terms in terms of commercial success. I think this one's definitely been um, their top performer. Um, if you go back through the series, you know, some will say one was better considering the hardware, or 
or whatnot, but I think four in terms of continued success and development and, and all of that, I think they've done extremely well. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting year in general for sim Everyone. Racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just from the massive boom that we saw to now where it's like, okay, sim racing, you can just go back into your little box now. We're we're racing for where we don't need you anymore. So, IRC's at least tried to keep that from happening yeah. with themselves. They, like they, had they, that, they had that big showcase thing at the Daytona, the new Daytona Roval last night. So, true. Which is which is fine, but it makes me upset because that was, um, you know, obviously the the pandemic is terrible, and mm-hmm. you know, and who it's affected around the world. But that was the moment right then and there that you know you have social media and gaming getting a huge boom right yeah racing esports it's like all right we've got a chance you know people gotta be watching racing and you know what they did they did what they do every single time the folks involved in uh, motorsport say oh now we get to do this so we're just gonna bring our drivers from said motorsport who people already know make them play make-believe and then let them go back to doing what they're doing. They didn't do anything to really, um, to you know, to, they needed to develop an esports audience for that. You know, much like mm-hmm. you know your you know your Call of Duties or your, um, your any any shooting title, right? Like you know, an actual esport. You know, racing. If it's continue, it like if if it's always just going to be you know, esports people trying to get involved and you're trying to develop their game and then it's just people who run motorsport in charge, they're just going to always treat it as subservient and, you know, second fiddle mm-hmm. and it's never going to develop into something that's sustainable. Like, the like an ideal future would be racing esports and you know, in its various forms to be independent and not, you know, needing endemic racing sponsors to make them relevant, you know? Yeah. You don't have to depend on the popularity of an F1 team um, for people to care. Yeah. You know? Um, but it just, it just hasn't, it just hasn't quite happened. You know? It, it just, you know, now, you know, or even, you know, within a couple of months, once racing started back up, at, you know, for IMSA and for NASCAR, like, mm-hmm. people didn't want to tune in anymore. They were bored. They're like, ah, oh, you know, this isn't it. So, I don't know. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't I don't know the answer to, to how to fix that problem, really. All I know is, is that I feel like that was the moment that racing could be mainstream and some of the, probably the most popular racing streamer F1 driver Lando Norris, his most popular videos were on Call of Duty. Like I think that says that says it all. Yeah. Well, on that Debbie Downer note. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I should... No, you're you're definitely you're definitely hitting on something. Where racing? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Where anyway? Ignoring that. Um. Where the, uh, we could go back to the old discussion of should you make esports racing more esports focused or motorsports focused but unfortunately we don't have enough time in tonight's show to do that as i look over we are dangerously close to going over our allotted time so um a couple tour events coming up that i want to mention um we have our porsche cup iRacing series starting up next week it was supposed to be starting this week but unfortunately it was delayed um so if you're interested in racing with us on iRacing go ahead and check that out um the uh iRacing national series that we are doing is also still going strong um we have a race tomorrow night at the short roval which is sure to be interesting and that's all we'll say it's gonna be it's gonna be 2018 charlotte roval hopefully not and also coming up this weekend actually is something neat. Uh, we are having a community kind of like fun night on ACC. Um, we will be doing GC3 cars at Zolder. Um, there's more information about that if you can find us on our Discord, which you can find through the forums at the online race association.com or 
racetora.com since that's much easier to remember. Yeah. Of course, we're doing all types of other series as well. Um, but I think because of this whole delay with Forza, we're going to start venturing out into other games much more than we have previously. So be sure to check out that type of information when it becomes available. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to Tyler and Brad for coming on tonight's show. Hope you guys had fun. It's always definitely a refreshing thing to hear not just the same four people discuss the same things. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good, man. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at the Real Score Torah. Keep up to date with all of our events. Hashtag Torah Radio Show if you think there's something we should talk about on the show. Um, thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. And stay tuned for On the Grid. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLamont.com.